Monday, the 29th of March, 2010. The media makes a big fuss over some racing driver, Senator Conroy stumbles through another media appearance, and some lame Victorian politician can't cope with the word dickhead. The dickhead. This is the 9pm edit. Hello, I'm Still Gary, and welcome to The Edict. The dickhead's name is Terry Mulder. Apparently, I've never heard of him, but he's Victoria's opposition spokesperson, spokesperson on transport. He's got a problem with the latest series of government TV ads for road safety. Here's one of them. If you don't wear your seatbelt, we'll turn off Facebook. Don't be a dickhead. Wear your seatbelt. Facebook may or may not be turned off. Don't be a dickhead. Wear your seatbelt. A sensible message expressed in everyday language. But listening to ABC Radio News tonight... Yeah, I know, I live a glamorous life. I heard that Terry Mulder has a problem with these ads. They send a mixed message, he says. It's hard enough now for teachers to get the respect message through with children, he said. But to have the government running this out alongside the work that they're doing, I think it's an insult to teachers and anybody who's working with children. He said the Premier would not use that sort of language in a classroom and it is an appalling message to send. Well, Mr Terry Mulder, whoever the fuck you are... You've really missed the entire point of these adverts, haven't you? Your middle-class Liberal Party constituency isn't the target audience here, Terry. The whole point of these ads is to communicate with young people who aren't wearing their seatbelts. Now, I've got some problems with how these ads are targeted. A slick studio production with professional middle-aged voiceover isn't going to engage with the kids. If they really want these videos to go viral which is a social media expert guru, or SMEG word for popular, then it really should have been kids in the target age group recorded on a video phone talking in their own language. The question really needs to be asked, how many 15-year-olds, actual 15-year-olds, were directly involved with the production of this ad? But that's neither here nor there. The real question for Mr Terry Mulder, opposition spokesperson on transport for the state of Victoria, is what you personally, Mr Mulder, value more highly. The opinion of leafy suburb residing close to death Liberal Party voters or the lives of children? Is your worldview really such that you'd rather try to score a few cheap points off your political opponents because they used the word... Wait for it. Got your nitroglycerin capsule ready because a heart attack is imminent. Deep breath now. Dickhead. You okay there, Mr. Mulder? Yeah, I know, I said it. Dickhead. Oh, shock. Seriously, Mulder, you need to get out more. You need to get on a tram at 3pm one weekday afternoon and listen to how kids actually talk to each other. Then you need to go back to your comfy office, summon a few of your highly paid advisors and think, how can we best communicate a road safety message in this language? Because until you've got an answer to that question, Mr Mulder, until you can actually criticise the government about the effectiveness of its advertising based on actual knowledge of youth communications, then you're nothing but a toy. Another by-the-numbers politician having a go at government because, well, you followed the same 
tragic formula as ever. Young people today need to respect their elders, their teachers. Is that all you've got to whinge about? Well, I talked about this in a previous episode. These days, Mulder, we've got it better than ever. Kids not respecting their elders? Kids not respecting their elders. Is this your political strategy? Oh, kids don't respect their elders. Oh, we need to run the state of Victoria. (laughs) Because kids don't respect their elders these days, you fucking asshole. Now, a couple of hours ago, Communications Minister Senator Stephen Conroy did a gutsy thing. He went on ABC Radio National's talkback program, Australia Talks, to defend the internet filter. To be honest, I thought his performance was woeful. He was speaking slowly. He was hesitant. Now, obviously, I have a certain bias when it comes to this issue. But Senator Conroy is not stupid. He's not incompetent. And yet tonight he seemed... On his back foot, shall we say. I'm not going to go into this in detail. It'll be analysed endlessly by the no-clean-feed obsessives. But I did want to mention two things. One, a massive own goal by Conroy at the end. Obviously, Senator Conroy isn't happy with the fact that Google wrote a submission saying that the Rudd government's censorship plans are heavy-handed. So Conroy decided to play the man and not the ball and have a go at Google. Recently, the founders of Google uh, have got themselves into a little bit of trouble because notwithstanding Mm. their their alleged do-no-evil policy, they recently created something called uh, Buzz and there was a, a reaction... Uh, and people said, well, look, aren't you publishing private information? Mm. And We are uh, almost out of Mr. time, Smith, by the way. Minister. Mr Smith said, said the following, if you have something that you don't want anyone to know, maybe you shouldn't be doing it in the first place. This is the founder of Google. Mm. He also said recently to Wall Street analysts, we love cash. In a sentence, that was it, just we love cash. Yes. <laughs> so when people say, shouldn't we just leave it up to you know, the Googles of this world to determine what the filtering policy should be. And make no mistake, anybody who wants to go onto Google's sites now and look up their filtering policy will actually find they filter more material Minister, on a broader range of topics than we, we are proposing we, we, we to have put to, forward. We, <laughs> I'll back our parliament to stand fast on these issues we have better than Google. Well, there's a problem here, Minister. Eric Schmidt is not a founder of Google. He's the CEO. He's the hired help. Senator Conroy, if you are actually across the recent history of the internet and Google, which basically is your job, you'd know that uh, Eric Schmidt pushed for Google to go into China, but the actual founders of Google, Sergey Brin and Larry Page, were reluctant to do business there. Sergey Brin, in particular being the son of Russian refugees from the Soviet Union, is extremely uncomfortable with restrictions on freedom of speech. His Jewish parents had found they simply couldn't get promotions in Soviet Russia because they were Jews. Larry Page was therefore also uncomfortable about China, but it was the hired help, Eric Schmidt, who talked them into it. And it's after four years of discomfort with China's censorship regime that they've finally decided to lay down the gauntlet and tell China, and will tell the hired help, Eric Schmidt, we will conduct business openly or not at all. 
Now I agree, Senator Conroy. There's plenty of reasons to criticise Google, and the Google buzz issue was a fuck-up. But do you think that's going to wash with the voters? Google gives them free search, free email, free maps, free blogs, free videos, and Google is seen to be fighting for human rights in China. For all of Google's faults, do you really want to position yourself as their enemy? Really? Seriously, Senator Conroy, if someone advised you to try and portray Google as the enemy, sack them now. If it was your idea, man, man, Steve, we need to talk. Your people know my number. First hour is free. Apparently there was a motor car race in Melbourne over the weekend. Apparently one of the racing car drivers was caught earlier in the week, Friday night in fact, doing burnouts, which I understand is some process where you rev a car so much that the tyres lose traction with the tarmac and they spin and create a lot of smoke from the burning rubber. So fucking what? Anyone who does this, okay, is an idiot. They're damaging their tyres and will have to buy new ones. They're mindless tools who want to prove their masculinity via their horsepower of some machine they bought. But isn't that their problem? Now this driver, Mark Webber is his name, when he was caught doing these so-called burnouts and his car was impounded, he spoke out against the nanny state. The Victorian police didn't like this. Deputy Police Commissioner Ken Lay says the state's road toll is distressingly high and Weber should know better. Quote, that after a weekend which left six dead and four of them attributed to speeding, he said it's really disappointing. Mark Weber's in a unique position where he's got the ability to influence our road users. He's missed an opportunity. He's probably undermined our message. Well, he probably did undermine your message, Deputy Commissioner Lade, but is he on your payroll? Does he have some obligation to support your PR campaign? No, he does not. Sadly, his contractual obligation is to do whatever that other fascist organisation says, the Formula One Constructors Association, FOCA, wants him to do. Sad, but true. I think that calls for an edict. This is edict number nine. If you are a politician or a public servant such as a police commissioner or a deputy police commissioner, then you must understand that sports people have no obligation to you Despite the good work that you do, sports people, including racing drivers, don't work for you. They work for their sponsors. For you to imagine that they have some obligation to you is a delusion. So therefore I proclaim, get a grip. Control what you can control and let go. And accept that you cannot control people who have obligations to those who pay their wages. That's all for the edict tonight. 
the next episode will be on Thursday, the 1st of April, April Fool's Day. <laughs> Sometime around 9pm because this is the 9pm edict. <laughs>